What you got there, OJ? Some fucking is that an iPad? Small, yeah. isn't it? It's an iPad mini. That's cool. I've bought it here before. Have you? Yeah. That's one handy, I bet. Ideal for fat things at the worktop. Worktop. I've been playing a lot of uh, April Pool on it recently. <laughs> I used to like it. No, I, I used to play April Pool really I'm a, well. I'm a top shotter, mate. Yeah, I used to play it a lot. I had some good pool. I had some good cues. I'm an absolute streak, mate. <laughs> you know one game I was really good at was Temple Run? Shit yeah. game. I, used to, I, used to, I played one time. When I was hungover, I always used to play Temple Run on the iPad. Uh, and I remember playing once for almost an hour, one one run. And I'd saved up all these gems because I knew that eventually I was going to have like one super run, hours and hours and hours. You know what I mean? I was getting millions of points. Hours and hours running on Temple Run. But I'd done like fifty minutes or fucking hell. Like, and I was saving my gems up for like a big, big run. Anyway, Pete, one day just, oh, can I play it? Spanked all your gems. And he fuck <laughs> yeah, spent all of them on just reviving after like being alive for like thirty seconds. Never played it again. Years of academy training wasted. Welcome to episode 47 of the Comfortably, Comfortably Dumb podcast. Comfortably With the boys. Yes, yes. We're back <clears throat> Sunday afternoon. A very pleasant Sunday afternoon, actually. Nice and sunny. We had a break last Sunday, Lewis. Just tell us how good it was. Yeah, it's is, nice it, is it becoming chill. a job to you now, Lewis? Not so much a job, mate. It's just the racing around I have to do with the kids on a Sunday. That doesn't help. Well, I wish it'd become a job for me. <laughs> we can't That's pay you. Fucking DWP, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, it's going to be pertinent to some other discussion I've got later. Meeting up every Sunday. Don't worry, Lois. I don't know what that means either. Okay, <laughs> no, I do. I feel safe. But before that, we've had some questions from some random listeners. I don't even know if they listen. To be honest, George put out an email. Asked for people to send him. I had the bat signal a while ago and I logged into my email account and I saw some people message me. So, first one <clears throat> Dear Comfortably Dumb Team, your podcast fucking sucks. <laughs> From Harry. It's more of a comment than a question. From Harry? It's just called Harry. Mm. Is, that actually, is that actually what someone said? Here's another one. Dear George, somewhat enjoying the podcast, but seriously, when are you going to ditch those other two losers? From Ethan. That's mean. This that, one, this, that's not okay. This one starts just dear dumb. <laughs> when are you going to have another guest on your podcast? My favorite episodes were the Fear and Dave ones. Not because I agreed with them or even necessarily liked what they had to say. It's instead because it meant I didn't have to listen to three beta cooked, simpy, perma goblin moded soy boys ramble on for two hours. For regards, Alexandria. Well, nice. Then we've got some female listeners. I guess uh, we're going to have a. Guest soon, Alexandria. I think we might have to quit the podcast. <clears throat> I think we might have to stop it. These aren't even real. Dear George, have you considered putting a trigger warning, this is topical, at the start of your episodes? I've not been offended by what you've said. I just think it'd be mightily decent of you to warn people that they're about to waste two hours of their life. <laughs> these aren't real. Ian. George is uh, fucking comedy gold. Uh, these... These best not be real. This is going to make me cry. It's a bit upsetting, actually. I should proofread them a bit more. Uh, Dear George, thanks to your podcast, I've stopped self-harming. It wasn't your mental health episode, if that's what you're thinking. It's simply pain enough listening to you ramble on for extended monologues. <laughs> thanks, I guess. Sincerely, Chloe. 
This one just says, fuck you, Thomas. And then the last one says, George, get a job. <laughs> Signed, Lewis. Not me, mate. Mm. <clears throat> I'll just tell you in person. Uh, it's a good job you got some topics, because... We oh. did get what we know uh, some uh, one person gets negative actual negative feedback. Yeah. They're like, you've got you've got no topics. You yeah, just ramble you, on about why'd shit. Why'd you do that, George? Nah, Bring the team morale down here. Yeah, yeah, you have. You fucked us up. And fun. that's actually gonna be interesting because my topic today Was it funny though? It's happy- on the giggles. <laughs> yeah, it's happiness. Um, I didn't laugh because I was like, shit, I'm a bit concerned. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm panicking. No. Yeah. Yeah, my my topic's happiness today, as I am host. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, because I watched a few TED Talks on happiness. And it sort of leads on from our other podcast episodes, previous ones, were like on loneliness, real loneliness, etc., etc. There best not be any left-wing, right-wing chat in this. Hopefully we don't get nah, there. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything left right. Yeah, quite probably. frankly, I'm sick of hearing your libtard views every episode. <laughs> do you actually believe this stuff? Do you actually believe the shit that you say, or do you just say it because you don't want to come across as an asshole on the podcast? <laughs> what, what stuff? <laughs> About like, having 50% men, 50% women yeah. in the workplace. Yeah. We need to find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> women are really good in the workplace. Yeah, because you... <laughs> fuck. So yeah. You yeah. Anyway, happiness. I've got questions for, well, I've got one question for Big Lou Dog, Big Lou Nasty, and the Conservative, (laughs) (laughs) which is, what does it mean, Lewis, what does it mean to be happy? How do you find happiness? But I guess more importantly, what do you think is the key to happiness? I feel the interesting thing with happiness is it is completely different for everybody. So, for me, it could be one thing, for you, it could be another, you know what I mean? Okay. So, what makes you happy? Well, I, what, what do you think makes you if happy? If I said, you know, happy? getting razzle-dazzled at the weekend and fucking myself up, that makes me happy, you know what I mean? It doesn't make you happy. No, it doesn't, absolutely not. <laughs> no, but it's different for you, you know what I mean? Just staying sober, socialising, that makes you happy, doesn't it? I'm just, that's just an example. Over the long term, over, over, if you look back on your life, what do you think... Uh, steady, steady job, steady income, doing things, having things to look forward to. I think is really important. I don't do enough of that, but my girlfriend has. But you're not unhappy. No, my girlfriend's booked us a little holiday, so that's something to look forward to. Where are you going? Just to the coast for a couple of days in a caravan. Oh, caravan club, mate. British Probably Breen. Now you're there again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, mate. Really. There's more to money than there's more to life than money. I know that much. Okay, but yeah, here I am chasing it every single day. It's working too many hours, <laughs> killing myself working sixty hours a week. You know. Okay. Uh, seeing my family makes me happy. Being sober, that's nice. Waking up with that hangover, that's that's good. Rate that shit. If Being someone productive. was sad, what would you say? Well, it ain't that bad. Life's not that bad, bro. There's always someone worse off than you, bro. Yeah, but what are those people who are worse off? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, how do you tell them if they're unhappy? It's just the cards you've been dealt, mate. What do you tell the guy at the very bottom? Uh, they keep passing you off saying, well, someone else is worse, so you go to that person. I think it's just small steps, mate, really. Small steps towards being happy. One big problem is just a lot, a lot of little problems. <laughs> You just, yeah, you just have to you just have to work your way around, you know. 
sort one thing out, tick it off, and sort the next thing out. You know what I mean? Is this something that you believe, or is it something you do? Uh, I think I do it at times, yeah. You know what I mean? If you've got stuff to sort out, sort one thing out, then another, then another. Mm. It's just never-ending, though, that's the problem. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Long There's always list. something to do that's not pleasure-related. Which doesn't make you happy. So what? I, don't, I still don't know what makes you happy because you've uh, gone through. She said you started off by saying going out drinking, and then you said that doesn't make me happy. That was just an example. I was just saying people are different, aren't they? That makes some people happy. I don't know what makes me happy. Nothing. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> I just, I oh, just trouble-free life, really, mate. Go home, go to work, you know. Okay. Do stuff at the weekend. Uh, sleep. Repeat. My life's very, very boring. Oh, it's not that boring. Like you say, probably <clears throat> no problem. From many no people. problems is always nice. Just having no issues. You know what I mean? If you can't go through your life not like, having any issues, can you? Yeah, like, that's impossible. There's always something. You know what I mean? There's always something you got to do or got to sort out. But I like, I like it when there's nothing to would sort you, out. Would you say in that case then? You're quite easy to make happy. Like, you find happiness easy to achieve. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I just sat at home watching TV. I'm happy with the, with the, with the girlfriend. You know, just there, like this. This is nice. Yeah, seeing the family, seeing the daughter. What, Interesting. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. What about you, George? What um, What do you think is the key to happiness? What makes you happy as well? Antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know, man. I I think that happiness is a abstract concept that I'm not really sure. Is it an overrated phenomena? It's a state of mind, isn't it? You might feel happy in a moment about something. When my airsoft kick comes, I'm happy about it. Happiness doesn't last forever, does it? No, it's It's not permanent. It's it's fleeting. It's just that little dopamine hit. It's like when you have. Uh, some nicotine or a beer you feel happy for the moment because dopamine is far enough in your head so I was, I was watching a Lex Friedman podcast the other day the woman was talking about relationships again can't remember her name buddy I'm sorry but she was fit anyway she was saying that when you get into a relationship with somebody initially It's yes. just drugs, basically. Your body releases a load of uh, chemicals in your body that makes you feel happy and your whole life uh, starts to revolve around this person. You get those rose-tinted glasses. Mm. Lex said that the problem with rose-tinted glasses is that red flags just look like flags. <laughs> Shit. Right? A lot and of it's it, lust as well, admittedly. Yeah, well, lust, that, the lust part is is why you fire that all off because yeah. the human biology compels you to procreate so we're just chasing we're just thinking with a little brain all the time pump yeah just <laughs> <laughs> and anyway after three months which i guess traditionally from like an evolutionary perspective like after three months roughly you would have knocked up uh, you'd impregnated a female and then you'd have gotten skitted off into the jungle to find another one um so in that sense happiness is is fleeting because you think okay well that makes me happy and then it's over and you think okay now i'm unhappy so what do you do you go for fit you try and fill that dopamine void with something else 
But there's some people who are all constantly at like, obviously they have dips. <clears throat> so there's some people who are unhappy most of the time mm-hmm. and then are happy and unhappy most of the time. Yeah. And there's other people who are happy most of the time, sad sometimes. Their happiness is more than their unhappiness. You, you mm. do come across people. So what's the difference in those people? Mostly at yeah. work, there's always someone that's always happy. Like, how are you always happy? Do you not think... Yeah, that... but aren't you one of those people who are always happy? You just said that. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not always happy. I do get pissed off, you know what I mean? And yeah, but what, everybody has a part, like, series of unhappiness. But I'm saying, what's the difference I'd, between someone who is their based standard is unhappy? I'd like to be one of these people who didn't have any worries, you know what I mean? If something happens, like, oh, well, it is what it is. Like, I know that, but I'll go home and I'll be like, thinking about it all night. If something bad happens at work, for example, like, oh, no, don't worry, brush it off. Don't worry about it. I'm like, I don't know how you can be like that. But are they actually like that? Wow. So the reason I asked you a second ago, do you believe that or do you practice that? It's because I'm guilty of saying things to people that is good advice, but I don't follow it myself. Because yeah. you're trying to convince yourself, first of all, that everything's okay. And so the more you project that <clears throat> onto other people. So I think that the notion of, like, oh, those people are always happy. I think the people that come across like that like, uh, tend to be unhappy people. That's <laughs> why a lot of comedians do them suffering, don't they? You think they're happy. They're always laughing and joking, but they're not. Yeah, behind closed doors is a different story, isn't it? So then you think, okay, well, if that doesn't check out, then what is it? I would probably say then that what makes people unhappy is... Uh, well, that's not true, they're different ways. I think what makes people happy is not concerning themselves with issues that would make them unhappy. So I don't think they're in a state of elation all the time. I think they're just like on a normal sort of baseline, for lack of a better term, where they just don't, they're not overwhelmed by... Content. Yeah, they're content, yeah. I think it's easy to misinterpret happiness as like, if you analogise it as like The Sims, that they've got this bar, and that if you don't, if they don't have a toilet to go in, or if they can't eat food, or if they ain't got any paintings on the wall, then it's the old green diamond, doesn't it? Yeah, then their happiness goes down. So you kind of think of it as like a health bar. Mm. But I don't. I just think in the moment you make this thought in my head, like, do I want to kill myself? Yes or no? And if it's uh, no, then the flow chart just circles back round again to the same question. And then if it's yes. And you kill yourself, and, you, and then that's it. Yeah, but you don't have to kill yourself. and be, You can, you can <laughs> right. be unhappy and not kill yourself. Bit extreme, George. Mm, true. I wonder how many people who are really unhappy, though, live till the end Probably in a healthy quite. manner. Do you, think unhel- do you think healthy people are happy? So I would say that physically healthy. Yeah, I think that people who are physically healthy tend to be happier well, it depends than healthy people. It depends what health. we call it by health. Uh, well, it... main. I think mental health. Because I, I, I don't think Physical all. Health. I don't. Well, this, this is what we'll come on to in a minute. I don't think all people who are unhappy necessarily are have an addiction. But they may. You might call being uh, socially withdrawn mm. a condi- uh, an unhealthy habit. Are you calling those people unhealthy? They don't have an addiction yeah. to anything, but just, they're socially withdrawn. Just yeah. to squeeze this in, this is on topic. A guy I was working with, right? Always nice and happy at work, spoke to him, he's always smiling. And then uh, I was on Facebook the other day, just the big status of him. You know, I took myself into the local woods. I was going to kill myself today. 
the police, you know what I mean? He stopped him or he ran the police or something. The police came and got him and his wife comforted him. Then the next day, he's posting a video of him on Facebook. He's in bed. He's just uh, sobbing, absolutely pouring out in tears. No idea. You would have ever seen it coming, you know what I mean? Jesus. It's like, yeah. Yes, he's a normal bloke. He didn't have any, you couldn't, you didn't notice any behaviours in him. No. That he was unhealthy. I don't think there's any telltale signs, mate, because people hide it so fucking well. <clears throat> the best place to hide is behind a smile. That That's is so say. true. And this is the problem, isn't it? It circles around to happiness, mental health. Yeah. They're all combined. That's what I'm saying. So, what do you think makes people happy or makes people lead a happy life. Doing what they want. What, what's the difference between someone who is unhappy, lives mm. a, a relatively, their baseline is unhappy, compared to people who live a life where their baseline is happy. Is it unhealthy to be happy all the time? Yeah, I don't think any, I'm not saying, that's what, I'm not saying that people are happy all the time. I'm just saying there's, a, there's, yeah, a, there's, there's people yeah. who live a mostly happy life yeah. And there's people who live mostly an unhappy life. Obviously, there's peaks and troughs within that. Mm-hmm. I wonder what could bring you out of a happy state when nothing changes in your life. Well, trauma, wouldn't it, or something? Yeah. Like yeah, I think... Something needs to change. Yeah, you're probably right there. Probably the biggest factor is the less trauma you have, probably the happier you are. Because the more trauma you have, the more you're over-encumbered with sorrow. And, and then, okay, in that case, then, what, how would those people find happiness? <sighs> The people who are burdened with grief. Yeah. Counselling, I don't know, yeah, talking like, to people. All these things are just sort of like patchwork, aren't they, I think. In my experience, it's just sort of like makes you feel better and then you have to go again next year. It's, tempor- it's, it's temporary. It's cyclical. Yeah. yeah, it's only temporary. It's temporary fix. Yeah. So you, you're always fighting the chemistry within your body, I think. And so people who... It's like kids who are abused... Ten, not all the time, but a lot of abusers are people who were abused as children. Yes. So there's a guy called Adam Eager, who was the co-host on the Norm Macdonald podcast. And he got sent to this academy when he was a teenager because he was a naughty boy. And it was basically a cult. I forget the name of it. I'll find it in, out in the break. And it was... It was an offshoot of another cult that started in the 1960s of, like, these... Therapies where they shout at you, basically, or like it's like aggressive, uh, you know. And he said that a lot of the people that worked there, all the, the quote unquote counselors, were kids that used to be students, for lack of a better term. There, it was just like the cyclical nature. And there was a few people that got out of it. There was people that used to go to the mountains and never come back, so just doing themselves in. Fuck. Right. And so I think that if you can have a happy childhood where things don't go wrong so much, then it sets you off for a better stead. And then if you can get past the 18 to 25 stage without making any silly mistakes, you then can go to the next hurdle. And I think if you keep jumping over life's hurdles, it's fine. But once you've careered into one of them, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you've... But there's, a lot, there's, it's there's, there's many people who are ex- successful. <clears throat> you yeah. probably s- wouldn't see them as... And it's massive yeah, they trauma. they might be successful, but are they happy? It's massive. That's what I'm saying. This is my point. Yeah. So to your point where you're saying, uh, your expla- explanation of that mm. is that something's gone drastically wrong. Yeah. But for these people who are successful, you'd probably argue that maybe has anything gone wrong? Because it it's all gone right in their life. And, it, and it's, it's out, out of your, con- your success. Out of your control completely, isn't it? Yeah. If a massive trauma happens, 
It's in your mind, it's nothing to do with you, but yeah. it's in your family, for example. Yeah, exactly. Can't control it, can you? Can't change it. Yeah. So people, I think, use bad things that have happened in their life as motivation to do better things. It's like when you hear Elon Musk talk. I don't think Elon Musk is a happy fella. And yet he's the richest bloke in the world. But he says in interviews, he's like, you don't want to be me, because being me is not great. It's fraught with challenge. So I guess we're talking about fulfillment is being fulfilled. What makes you, quote unquote, happy? Wow. What makes you happy, OJ? The host. This is what I'm going on to. So I think I've spoke about it a bit before on the podcast. Maybe it didn't make it onto an episode. Where I think in some cases, many people are reluctant to accept their life for what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they want more. Yes. And, they, and especially in the age of social media, it's very easy to see how other people's lives are. It does not help. And so that makes you unhappy because you wish mm. you, had, you, didn't ha- you, you're, you didn't have the struggles that, and that you wish you had like a struggle-free life, quote-unquote, of mm-hmm. someone you see on social media. Or you've you've been dealt a bad hand, right? And then you're not willing to accept that. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish my life was this. I wish my life was that. So in part of that, I I feel like happiness is being accepting and being content with what your life is. Being not that you should not that you shouldn't strive for self improvement. Yeah, but it shouldn't be Mm. a factor of what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And then the other one that I've spoke about before is. So being social and having relationships and that being close with people is actually what makes people happy. Yeah, definitely good for you. Yeah, so I've, I'd watched them before, but I re-watched them, uh, some TED Talks on happiness. One of them is the, one of the, in the top 10 most viewed TED Talks. And it's a, a guy basically explaining about a Harvard study that has been going on for, well, be over 75 years now. Mm-hmm where they looked at 724 men and then followed them over their whole adult life to assess their adult development. That's cool. So it's the longest ever study that the guy was aware of, and it's had like three different study directors. Because people have, like, obviously old professors have died or mm. moved on and someone else <clears> has taken <throat> it over. And basically their initial objective was just to find out... Uh, what, how to make your life right or how things can go right. But actually it's ended up studying the difference between happy lives and people who lead these sad lives. And they chose basically X amount of 50% of the men were Harvard graduates. So you would deem to see, well, deem to have better prospects. 50% were from boys from the poorest neighborhood in Boston. And when I think when they originally asked them, when you grow up, what do you think is going to make you happy? Mm. A lot of them were saying fame, fortune. What they found actually was that no, there was no difference in the guys who were lawyers against the guys who were factory workers mm-hmm. in their happiness um, or, or their job wasn't a determinant of that. Yeah. And actually what they found, that key to happiness and health physical health is the quality of their relationships. Okay. And it's not just relationships with romantic relationships. It's also friends, family, communities. 
um, yeah, he was saying that social connections are good for us and loneliness kills, as we had spoke about in a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are more socially connected to family, friends and communities are happier and physically healthier and actually live longer, okay. despite how stressful their jobs are. Um, and he was saying you could be, lo- and then it, he was explaining that it's not necessarily having loads of friends or loads of relationships, it's the quality of the relationships. Um, people who are most satisfied with the, the relationships at age 50 were the healthiest at age 80, despite other health factors, um, which is quite interesting. Mm. And then he was in another video, sorry, this is on my phone, uh, he was talking about how to be happy that people should strive for social relationships. And one of the things <clears throat> was you should be proactive with your friends, families, etc., and do like what we do here mm. and meet up yeah. every week or... It is hard sometimes. Yeah, not this is saying, what I'm saying. Not this, but in general. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and so, so it's like so you need to be up more, invest more in your relationships. It's like I know, understand for introverts, it's quite difficult, but you don't have to have loads of quality relationships, just one or two. Mm. And his point was that when you're stressed, mm-hmm. you have the fight or flight adrenaline going through you. Yeah. Actually, one of the biggest things that can bring you down from that is a social chat. Mm-hmm. And that's why they think uh, people live longer because your stress, it's a stress relief just to talk to someone. Yeah. And when they actually did experiments, they've seen that if someone got pent up with stress and they spoke to someone, it come right down. But if they didn't, they would go home, sit, think about it, dwell on it. And actually, that fight or fight response stays high. Mm, yeah, which is quite interesting. Yeah, you shouldn't let uh, sort of you know a minute or two of shit in a day ruin the whole rest of the day. Yeah, to try and let it go. It's very hard though. It is therapeutic getting things out of your own head, not into somebody else, but sort of like out of you. Yeah, like I've found in the past when I've been, I'm quite happy being lone wolf sometimes though. Not really. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's, it's another thing. It's, it's but that's not what an all not... or nothing. It's not a, yeah. a min max thing. But yeah. there's been times when I've you keep everything bottled up inside of you, and then you keep going over it, and then yeah. you've got that fight or flight constantly. So you're lying in bed; it should be a safe place. You're overthinking. You're on a computer. You're overthinking. You're walking down to the shop, and you're overthinking. And then as soon as then you go and talk to somebody, like I find if I haven't had any human contact for a while, uh, uh, when I've been home alone for a few days or something, like, I know like recently. But in the play, nest. Yeah, in the net beard nest, when we, we played uh, games together, is that when I then go into, when I'm ill, this is a better example, when I'm ill and I don't really have any contact with anybody, and then I went into work, I was like overexcited, chatting, like ch- overly chatty to everybody, because it's like you've been deprived of it, and it was very... I would sometimes apologise. I'm like, sorry, I've just not really spoke to people for like a week. <laughs> a, bit, a bit overstimulating, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you feel good. And in that moment, you feel happy just like rambling shit to people. <laughs> but I guess this is it, isn't it? It's, it's all to do with balancing the chemistry in the end. Yeah. Life, yeah, life it's is about, hard. It's we're about we're slaves it. to our biology. Yeah. Life is hard to balance at times. That's another thing that makes it tricky, isn't it? The work, the work, social fucking balance. 
it, yeah, I do agree with you on that. But in some ways, wow. should it should it be difficult to balance? You should be just prioritising stuff that's going to make I mean, you more healthy. In healthier. my job, it's mm. nearly impossible, mate. Because after work, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, but we not... live in a socially connected world now where you can chat, yeah, phone can ch- call, oh, yeah. FaceTime, anyway. Yeah, but like, you know, if your friends want to go out for a night, let's go for a uh, meal on a Wednesday. I'm like, sorry, boys, I ain't going to be there. Because when I finish work, I go and have my dinner, a shower, and then I'm in bed. Yeah. And shit. And, and, and the guy wasn't, you know, the guy's not saying you need to be in your pocket, your friend's pockets. No, that's enough to, grind, saying, that's enough to grind you down. He though. was saying it's important. To, he was just saying that it's important to have close quality relationships with people. Mm. Yeah, quality, to, not quantity. To live a healthy yeah. life. And he, they even did an experiment on um, trains where they got 50% of people to go on a train, not talk to anyone. 50% of the people to go on the train and just talk to random people. Yeah. yeah. And obviously people were like, oh, you know, it's a train, it's a weird environment. I don't want to talk to anyone. But they found that people who just spoke to these strangers right, yeah. were at a happier level afterwards compared to people who didn't. Perhaps you should run an experiment on me. A study on me. We ain't got the funding for a study that large. <laughs> bro. The Lewis. It loses happiness yeah. chart. Okay, uh, just before you go into your next point, because I like what you've just said there about the trains. I've the only time I've spoke to people on trains is when I've sat next to an old person, an old person always strike up conversation with you, and you sit there with your earphones and thinking, Oh god, I hope this person don't talk to me. <laughs> and then they start, they say something to you, and the next thing you know, you're at the next station, you just had like an hour long conversation with someone about their life. It's this nice, mate. So when I walk through the street, I always say hello to old people because you can see old people sort of like looking at you, and you looking up, and you think, they're going to say something and then obviously when they've got a skinhead in combat boots walking towards them they might be a little bit be like you right there and then they smile and they're like, oh yeah i'm good thanks how are you we'll go on part go out for a walk with the dog and they are gone for ages because they stop and talk to so many people right <laughs> or loads of people are talking to them and they know people all over the town it's good for the soul mate but you walk past someone our age it's kind of standoffish isn't it like if you look at them they look at you back like it's, it, i guess it's that fight or flight straight away thinking am I going to fight or have to run away from this instead of just approaching it as not a threat and in this interconnected world we've become very disconnected from actual physical people Whoa. yeah Whoa. I think also in, in the real world it's difficult to a conversation's a two way street it's, yeah. it can't be one way yeah dead so if, chat, you're not, dead if you're not both on board with having a conversation <laughs> it's actually quite difficult that's, o- found. that's okay. You just, you know, politely depart and on to the next yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next NPC. Some people have really poor conversation skills mm. for a couple of reasons. Some people just don't seem to have anything to say. And I don't know if that's because they are worried from a social perspective of, oh, I don't want to talk about something. Um, I find it with a lot of girls in my experience, they just don't have a lot to say. And you talk to them about something, and they're just kind of like, well, that's weird. Why do you know that? Well, that's boring. Well, I think they don't want to engage in it. A girl yeah. you used to work with, George, is a bit like, I just, you just talk to her. She's like, yeah. Yeah. But they would engage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they, I think on the opposite of that, though. Yeah. You wouldn't engage with some of the topics they wanted to talk about. They wanted to talk about the Kardashians. Yeah, Love yeah. Island. Love I, Island. I spent, uh, where, yeah, when they would talk about their. When they would complain about their relationships would be the inevitable thing. It's always gossip relationships. I would listen and I would indulge them for hours sometimes, giving my advice, listening, offering, you know, uh, you know, stories to analogize points or whatever. 
but then there's no reciprocation on the other way. Yeah. And I find this, yeah, it's just sort of like, yeah, it's really difficult to, <laughs> that's yeah. all it is. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, really? It's like, but what do you think about that? Like, do you have anything to say? Yeah, but they're that? taking your yeah. advice because they don't know how to act in that situation anyway. So when you're asking for advice or not asking for it, but you're, asking for their perspective on something. Mm. Well, they're not going to have one, are they? No, but I find that conversations, like if you listen to our conversations, we go on tangents, don't we? Because one thing leads into another thing. Are you talking or lecturing, George? Do you think? Well, sometimes... How do you think they receive Sometimes it? I think it ends up like I'm just in there lecturing because people are just... Like, they were young, I suppose, but like... And I don't want to bash George. on all of these people, boys and girls, but I, I just feel that some of them were holding back from saying things. Like, I think because I'm older, I was older than, I still am older than, but they probably are worried about starting that conversation. And so sometimes you'd have to coax it out of them and eventually they would like start talking and they, you know, or they would talk amongst themselves. There's two in particular that didn't really say a lot. And then when they were together, they would like talk nonstop. And I think people would kind of make the effort and kind of try an engagement conversation. They would just like close off. I don't know for what reason, perhaps it is anxiety. But the cohesion for everybody would have worked better if everybody just indulged everybody in conversations, uh, which I think is something that people don't want to do. I, I, I think also they probably just didn't identify with you. Maybe they don't identify with what you're saying. because Maybe not because it's wrong. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, maybe they don't understand. If you're speaking yeah. to an, someone similar to you, yeah, and they've got similar views, like the incels, yeah, <laughs> then they're going to divulge in that conversation, and they're going to they're going to have a deep conversation about it because they've got yeah. the same well, views. Mind camp is an interesting but, topic, <laughs> but when people have got like opposing views, mm. a lot of people switch off. Lewis sometimes switches off. What? When 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 it's something he's not got a view on, or it's not part of his own view. Yeah, when you two go left wing, right like, wing, mate. Mm. Well, shut down. That's he's a shot. <laughs> no, let me give you a better example then. It's not. I'm not always talking about politics. It's sort of like there are. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm not saying it was politics. Yeah. I'm saying you may be giving a... relationship advice. Like you, what your views are on it, right? Star Wars isn't a good combo, and, uh, and it's, it's a good topic. Yeah. Right, but because it's not what they want to hear. Mm. Right. They want someone to agree with them. And you're like, well, maybe... Know, about I'm not way. always talking like, about, like, debates or advice. Yeah. I'm just talking about normal conversation. So the, the, the boys, for example, I knew for a fact all of them played games, right? Some of them liked FIFA. Some of them liked Fortnite. Some of them liked the nerdy sort of strategy games that I liked. So I would engage them, try and engage them in a conversation about stuff that I've heard them speaking about other people. And they just don't really... It takes them a while, and sometimes it takes weeks and weeks and weeks until people finally start thinking, oh, okay, yeah, I can talk about it. And then once you've cracked that egg, then I guess that's when you're friends, and then they just talk. Part of being a barman was having to have conversations about all sorts of shit with all sorts of different people. And so the point I'm trying to make is that if people were more willing to just take that first step and have that conversation in the first place, such as like on a train... Because if you're sat on a train for some 45 minutes, you're not going to have a shot at it next week or the day after to keep chipping away and chipping away for people to open up. But I think people should be more open mm. to conversations about anything mm. with mm. any anybody. Yeah. 
But then I think about my own self. And if I was on a train and someone was trying to talk to me, mm. I'd just give them short answers because I just want to listen to my tunes. I know, I know, I know. People would rather sit there on TikTok. Sometimes I can't be bothered to hear someone's life story or what they want to say. It's like you, what, you're t- what you're talking about, actually, I'm not interested in, right? And it's going it, to take a lot of energy for me Yeah, thanks. to think about what to talk about. It's not going to come easy to me, so I'm going to have to think about the conversation. Practicing. Actually, you're one of these people need cracking. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you are. And I'm just like, oh, look, honestly, it's going to take me a lot of effort to think about this. Do you really, just want to spend the are effort you really like that? It requires a lot of effort to make conversation. I find it so easy. Right, but to, to have a good conversation with someone. Why do you have to be good, mate? Why do have a chit-chat about the weather? The weather's always a good opener, to be fair. Yeah, but you can't talk about the weather for the whole time. No, but no it leads, it leads on. on yeah. 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 Art to conversation. But if someone's talking about that, someone can go on like for ages about something. Yeah. And I'd just be like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, when you've yeah. got to like interject, not interject and interrupt them. Yeah, exactly. No, but like this but fucker here, but you got to... Uh, you you've, know. got to, you've got to think about what they're talking about, what your views are on yeah. it. Yeah, but that takes time and effort. That takes effort to do. <laughs> you've got to uh, just fucking you got, you got to think it, about it. And I'm like, I don't want to think All about right, it. Let me put it this way then. Let me give you an example. And then maybe you change your mind. I went to a funeral the other week uh, for a fellow that used to drink in the pub. And he'd been drinking there for uh, way before I was probably even alive but quite a privilege reason you used the barman yeah so the uh the my manager and the landlady uh they they were invited as well and when i when i got there his daughter obviously visibly upset at the death of her father and she said it really means a lot to me and my husband that you're here I didn't say it to the other two you know what i mean um she's like because Dad really enjoyed coming in and talking to you. And I, I would have the same conversation with him pretty much every week. He would always say, uh, oh, George, that's a really good name. I have a cousin called George. Right. He was as old. He was having dementia, you know. She said, it means a lot that you're here because Dad really enjoyed coming in and talking to you. And so just by spending like five minutes every Thursday, sometimes 10, indulging someone in a conversation, adding a little bit to the conversation, we had a huge different in, difference into this family's <clears throat> life. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what they think. This is what they yeah, study Yeah, so the saying. more you do it, the easier it is. That is good for the soul story. Yeah, you, it's because you're selfless, right? And, <laughs> and this is what this is saying. The guy's maybe lonely. Yeah. Or not lonely per se, but the social interaction... Giving happiness, what this studio is saying, right? But <laughs> that guy kept yeah. coming to the pub saying the same thing. Yeah. Like, I've heard it before. Like, I honestly don't care. <laughs> You're that, selfish. That's, like that. that's contempt, is what that is. <laughs> so, that woman who was talking about relationships, she was like, people start displaying contempt. So, the one main thing is like eye rolling. That's the initial thing. You eye roll when someone says something because you have contempt for that person. If you can, I probably wouldn't eye roll, but I'd like, no, but, yeah, but, I, I wouldn't, I would just wouldn't indulge yeah, in the conversation. Yeah, Like, yeah, okay. So time is the one investment that you never get back. You know, you can invest money, you get stuff back. You can buy crypto and you can lose all your investment, like I did. But <laughs> if you like invest time, yeah, you don't get it back. And so when you invest time in someone, even if it's five minutes, then you've 
paid something to them. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I completely this is agree. Inspirational, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just very heartwarming. So selfish, mate. Like you, see, <laughs> you, you. So are you happy then? Yeah. But how can you be happy? Oh, okay, yeah, I suppose because you have. Because people meet. indulge in my <laughs> conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. fair that's a customer-facing role would not suit you in a job, would it? Oh, no, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> Could you not even make chit chat? No, like I would not be bothered. Mate, that is mad. It's so Whereas easy. my mum's like the opposite. Like my mum can chat the back legs of a donkey, right? Mm. She <sighs> will talk to anyone. And then like... George, stop. Like, we used to get really annoyed of her. Like, but like, oh, she might be walking a dog, spend like an hour talking to the neighbour or mm. she might be in Tesco. Uh-oh. spending like 45 minutes talking to someone in Tesco whereas I spend my life avoiding people in Tesco there is so a f- I'll go down aisles specifically so I don't have to talk to that person there is a fine line of talking too much and not yeah some people do waffling uh, yeah gotta go but, yeah but People love talking to my mum, like just like yeah, because she's friendly and she indulges people. Yeah, she gives them the, the time of day. Not. Yeah, I'm like, it's fucking do you talk it. to the cashier at the checkout. No, do you I want my stuff. I'm going. Do you talk? Really? To, do you talk to your mum? Like, say, mum, I want my lunch by. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. Where's conversations in the gold bar? I'm going. I indulge conversations in my in my family. To be fair, although yeah. in the mornings, no. So my mum and my sister, and they know if I come down in the morning. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not interested in talking to you. You're an I don't have a conversation. I just don't talk to them. In OJ's defence, I'm the same way. Like, if, Especially if I had a late night and I come downstairs and I say hello to mum and I'm like, she's talking to me. You're just grunting. Mum's a very chatty person. A bit like me. We, me and my mum, we can, we can do a lot of talking. Barbaric noises, George. Yeah, but, <gasps> and I'm there like... Oh, oh, and I've, I've said this to mum before and, and she knows. She said the other day when after that funeral, she said, George, the thing is, she goes, you always give people the time of day. She goes, even when you're hungover, even when you're tired, even when you were coming off nicotine and you were sat there like a heroin addict, <laughs> you st- I still sat and listened to, to my mom yeah. for 20 minutes. Because, God bless and, you, George. Yeah, and although at the time I was in excruciating pain, it was worth it because it made my mum happy. God bless people like you, mate. Because I'm just, I'm just like, like that. Like in the morning, <laughs> it won't be because I'm tired. Yeah. It's not because I'm tired. It's because I want to spend time on my Pulling iPad or <laughs> on my iPad or yeah, Reddit before a shift. Before work, I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to engage in the conversation. Mm. Same at lunchtime. <clears throat> at, in the office, I hate talking to people at lunchtime. <laughs> You're such a digger. Leave me alone. <laughs> Don't eat my chicken club sandwich. Yeah, leave me alone, alone to mm. do my own thing, reading, having a, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. To fair, but, but maybe you could consider it. If someone rings social me, social anxiety. If someone rings ways. me on my lunch break, I'm like, I'll give you a ring after my break. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look through TikTok and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I value my it. own time. I can't talk to my dad at half mm. ten. Yeah. Half ten is a cop master. <laughs> he says, get off the phone. Thanks, <laughs> 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 like, No, quiz master. No, qu- pop, pop master. Pop master. Yeah, it's finished master. now. That was it. Oh, he's, he's left. Yeah. That's great. It's yeah. R.O.P. Um, but then you're just a really yeah. selfish person. Yeah. Like, you're really selfless. And uh, my probably worst character trait, and I think we've gone on it before, is I'm just really selfish. Like, I don't like compromising. I don't like fucking doing what anybody else wants to do. I don't want to, don't really like making other people happy. This is why you're single, <laughs> I just want to make myself happy. That's why you're single, man. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's the same thing if I was like, when you talk about having a girlfriend sitting down watching a show, mm. all I would think is, 
uh, or if I was in a relationship and my girlfriend had come around my house, I'd be like, when you're leaving, like, <laughs> I want to spend uh, time doing what I want to do. Whether that's yeah, I bet you get your iPad up and go, hang on, this spreadsheet says you've only got 14 and a half yeah. minutes. Say what you've got, got to go. say and fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. If that's what makes you happy, then that's fine. <laughs> um, if you think you're getting a relationship idea with a girl and she's the same as you, do you think there's any point in being Doesn't work, that? doesn't work. Ain't, My ain't sister's it? been in a relationship before where, because she's a bit like that. Yeah. To some degree, my sister, uh, where she likes to do her own thing. Mm. And she was in a relationship where her boyfriend also was like that. It just doesn't work because you don't do anything together. Yeah. You just, you know what I mean? Mm. Single forever, yeah. perhaps. Do you think the living together apart thing would be ideal for you? Where you both have a house each yeah. and then you Oh, man, how, that's yeah. my ideal scenario. Because when I was younger and my grandma and granddad, God rest him, uh, had separate bedrooms I just think oh my god do they not love each other and then when you get a girlfriend and share a bed with someone like after the three months you think fucking hell I just want to sleep in my own bed I want to go to bed at four o'clock wrap myself up like a little fetus in the duvet and not have somebody trying to cuddle you or, what was or, it called or, a burrito a little burrito that's when you wrap them out a little burrito <laughs> or god damn. for example you watch your shows at night when you go into bed yes right and you're on your own sleep routine mm-hmm when you've got a girlfriend, you can't do that. Yeah. But oh, I'll turn be, yeah. the TV off. I can't get to sleep. I, yeah, yeah oh, I feel bad off. sometimes. Yeah. I have to do that. Like, Sarah, I, can't, I need to get to sleep, babe. You've got the telly on. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, mate. And I yeah. think, no, I want to fucking watch TV. Fuck off. Yeah, the thing there is... You're a healthy compromise. Bro. You have... And I, uh, look, I raises a good point. Is no, I completely agree. I'm, I'm quite cognizant of this really bad character trait. <laughs> it's not like I'm not. Like, I'm, I know compromise? it's really, it's really bad. Do you have any compromise at all? I do, and I think I, if I had to, I would. But, <laughs> but, but, but it would probably be a cause of unhappiness. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going on holiday. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm okay with taking the back seat. But if I was going on a, on a trip where I wanted to see stuff, do stuff, mm. quite happily do it on my own, because I can do everything on my own agenda, my own time, <laughs> not waiting for anybody else. Off the spot. Oh, so-and-so wants to do that, so-and-so wants to do that. Yeah. It's a problem with big lads holiday. Yeah, but in, the, in those situations... You're happy to just, yeah, yeah. I'm just happy to go along with whatever anybody else wants to yeah. do. Someone else make the decision. What, what, why is that then? Why is that then? In certain situations. It depends on how important the thing is to me, I suppose. We did our own thing when we went to Amsterdam. Everyone mm-hmm. else wanted to go sightseeing. You don't want to walk anywhere. And I was like, I've already seen all that, so we'll just go, we'll stay in the yeah, Just tell me about it. Lewis comes back with two pints, like, where the fuck's everyone going? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll stay here, bro. There's nothing yeah. else to see. Um, Should we, do you, uh, is it breather time or are we okay? We can, oh yeah, we can have a breather time. Perhaps we should have a little breather. Okay, we'll see you after the break. What they call gold nowadays, you know? They used to be called Marlboro Light. And we're done. back. Interrupt George talking about fucking cigarettes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Candy sticks. <laughs> As he was on this massive journey of not doing any drugs or anything like that, and now he's smoking again. Yeah, I got a uh, notification on my phone yesterday. Because everyone does it in Narcos. <laughs> it's just... Narcos. Yeah. It's just an April Fool's George, joke. the guy who hates influencers, has actually just influenced himself. Yeah, because I am an influencer. I influence people to do bad things. Yep, but you get influenced as well. Yeah, because I influence myself first. No, you're not getting influenced in yourself. Narcos has influenced you. God damn it. 
If uh, Lewis influences you. Yeah, he's always giving me cigarettes. Yeah. I've oh. been all right, man. I've been vaping all week. No, no, I've just yeah, smoking the weekends. Right. This fucker, he vapes all week. I get in the car. He says, do you want a cigarette? I say, no, Lewis. He goes, have one. I was going to get some fags or stress. And I laugh and I say, oh, okay. hey, no, Lewis, I don't want one. He goes, in a serious tone, he goes, have one. <laughs> now, he's bigger than me. I don't want to fight the kid yeah. So I had one. <laughs> and I've had, uh, I've had some more. God damn it. I'm going to bleep back so I don't want my mummy to know. <laughs> You're going to stink of fags, lad, and you can't say it was Lewis. It just says I always it. say it's Lewis. My <laughs> girlfriend's like, we well, smell like cigarettes. I'm like, oh, I was fucking... Went out with Lewis, didn't I, in the smoking area. He's fucking chunging away. Are you saying... Oh, mate. Thanks. Love you, grandma. <laughs> You're a shit bloke, mate. Yeah. Mind you, grandma, like that. Well, it's just not telling the truth. Because I was with Lewis, and he was smoking a lot of cigarettes in the smoking area. God damn. I don't ever say, I didn't smoke. I said... Oh, I was smoking for losers, bro. I start smoking. Your Jordan Pearson says, "Don't smoke, mate." See, you look, you pick and choose what you want to be influenced by. Yeah, you I'll... cherry pick it. You're a cherry picker. Hey, look, since the days of Woolworths, I've liked the pick and mix bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, part two: happiness. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what, no, where friend. happiness is for me? At the bottom of a carling glass. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take that one, Dan Toppy, that one as a career. No, I was not going to use that. Is that because there's the lemonade at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing. Anyway, part two. So we spoke about relationships. Yep. And they're important to happiness. The other thing I wanted to speak about was I, I touched on being content with your life. Mm-hmm. Being okay with what you got. If you doubt a bad hand, yeah. it's just a bad hand. Like... Just take it for what it is. Yeah, but sometimes you get dealt a hand to get you kicked out of the game. That's from a killer's son. Shut up. They're yeah, like massive Christians, aren't they? They are like a Christian rock band. Yeah. Do you watch that video, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other, the other thing was, yes, it's content. And it was quite interesting. There's a few t- t- talks on this. They were talking about a lot of people say, you know, money doesn't make you happy. We don't know why, like why, like, and success doesn't make you happy. Achievement doesn't make you happy. And these these videos went on to explore why. Why is that the case? Why is getting these things that you want to make you happy doesn't make you end up making you happy? And I think you touched on it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that when you get a dopamine hit, it's like great, but that dopamine hit doesn't last forever. Yeah. So what you're always trying to do is find more. So you become rich. It sounds like a drug addict. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. You, you could never, you're sat, you keep on elevating your satisfaction to a new level, a new level. Mm. You can never get to it. So this one guy in the TED Talk was, his whole TED Talk was about, okay, you want a boathouse mm-hmm. and you get this little shitty shed on a lake that you want. You think, great. But then you see... A brick boathouse. You think, oh, that's more sturdy. (laughs) (laughs) That's more sturdy. You know, it's got this nice little boathouse. My next achievement, I want to get that one. Mm -hmm. Then you think, oh, fuck it, I should just move to the lake. So you buy a house at the lake. Like, yeah, this is brilliant. Then you think, nah, this house is not big enough. I want a mansion. So you get a mansion. (laughs) And you think, oh, no, like, I'm not satisfied. Like, I've got what I want. I've got that dopamine hit. Now I want the lake. I'm going to no, the lake. And now I want, like, a 13-bedroom <laughs> mansion. Yeah. And you just keep on elevating your satisfaction. Yeah. 
to something uh, who you can was, never achieve. Who was that footballer you said, or that famous guy bought that like fucking ridiculously priced table and he just sat looking Robbie at Williams. it? Robbie Williams. Yeah, he's like, it's just, it's just a table. Had, had, no, he had a, like a, he said, he said something, I think his quote something like, I was sat on like a five grand table and had no one around it. Yeah. He's like, well, what's the fucking point in having this five grand table? Yeah. Would money make you guys happy? Uh, well, fucking damn right. Would for yeah, me. money gives you less problems. I always, I've said it before, I said it again. It's better to cry about your problems in a Lamborghini than it is in a clapped out Ford Focus. I'd happily wipe my tears on a, <laughs> the authentic lever of a Ferrari. Yeah, that'd be fine. You know what I mean? Or, Snot all over the steering wheel. That's okay. You know what I mean? I would rather get into bed, take my metazapine, and then the bed is full of. <laughs> yeah, well, I picture the scene. You got millions of pounds. You, 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 like, boys, what are you doing today? Do you want to come on a fucking? Do you want to come on the jet ski? Yeah, but if you yacht? had a million pounds, a couple of million, then you would never, you wouldn't be satisfied because you'd want more. No, but you can't buy an AC one thirty with a million. No, quid, can it? it's like, oh yeah, come on, lads, let's go out on a fucking yacht. You'd be like, sorry, we can't lose. Yeah, but it's not, work. it's not even, it's not even that. So a lot of studies they do it on people who've won the lottery. You're lonely. You'd there's, have to hang around with people like you. There's one study where they looked at people who just won the lottery and then people who had just become paraplegics. Fuck. After oh, one year, who do you think were the happiest? The paraplegics? They were both the same. After a year, the paraplegics, the people who won the lottery, had the same happiness. Mm. The money doesn't make you happy. Imagine being one, a millionaire paraplegic. Fucking one, hell. One research has <laughs> shown that. That's um, Yeah. Once you're being in extreme poverty, makes you doesn't make you happy, yeah. right? But once your basic needs have been met, any additional amount doesn't provide you additional happiness. Again, part of the reason for that is that um, the ratcheting up effect of your satis- <laughs> of your satisfaction. Um, your expectations escalate what and escalate like? and nothing brings it down. I just think like it's really it's a really shit event at X Games. <laughs> Extreme poverty, bro. Oh my! What the fuck? You're ridiculous. He on X Games, <laughs> and here we have some slum dogs. Right, <laughs> no seriousness, OJ. And then, and then, <laughs> another guy was saying that money doesn't make us happiness because people, it, money does make us happy, yeah. but they they spend it wrong. It's temporary. But spending money on yourself doesn't make you happy. Spending, <laughs> research is saying that spending money on other people that makes you happy. happy. You get satisfaction out of Yeah, I was thinking the other day, if I won the lottery, what would I do? And I, I thought I would love to say to like you two, like my brother. Yeah, please. Please, please, please. Everyone else on now. Do you uh, play the lottery, George? I do sometimes, yeah. Good. Uh, what I would do, first of all, because back in the day I would have gone on a yacht with a load of supermodels and died from a cocaine overdose <laughs> now I would be like right we're all going together I'd be like OJ Lewis you're my closest friends uh, Jack you're my brother and your two closest friends Ollie and Houston who I also can't don't forget your other siblings George yeah, but then right but you, your family yeah but no no, I, no I mean us, us guys yeah I would say we're gonna go to the airsoft store and we're going to get all the sick drip 
and all the sick guns, and we're going to form our airsoft team, and we're just going to play. No, because airsoft. that's what. Yeah, but that. What happens if your friends don't want to play airsoft? Yeah, George, that, they, they don't want that money. I want a Bentley. <laughs> it's more satisfying to let people spend the money on what they want to. I'll be like, no, but I'll be like, Lewis, look, I'm going to buy you this. Look, I thought you were compromising. <laughs> yeah, the compromise is you get to play airsoft in some sick drip. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I want a new, oh, George, I want a new car. I want a house. You just buy that for but me. You can't take your car to airsoft. <laughs> I would have a house. I'd build a house and you guys can all live in it. Now, can you buy me my own house, please? No, I want you to live in my house. I already know what I would, if I won a lottery, what I'd do with your guys' money. <laughs> I wouldn't be giving you straight. I wouldn't be giving you straight up. Why money. not? I'll be giving you You're a certain amount of money a month. <laughs> Tightening the purse strings. God damn. I'll give you an annuity. What's that? So you'd get X amount of money for the rest of your life. That'd be okay. What yeah, we talk- so instead of giving you like five million. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give you five million over your lifetime, but that would go up with interest. So if you, be if more you won just... the Euros at like 130 odd million, you're going to give me five. No. You take spo- The rule is you're supposed to give 20% of your winnings away. That's what financial advisors tell you when you win the lottery. Why? Because people always want, number one, people want more. Mm. A lot of people who win the lottery go bankrupt. Yeah, to just, just spend all the money it. and then they lose all their relationships because you, people just yeah. want money if you bankrupt 130 million pounds you are a no <laughs> Lewis it's there's, there's, do, there's like a 99% rate of lottery winners going bankrupt that and is... some of them are clever people some of them are not so clever people how it's insane it's because it's all at once isn't yeah because you've got all this money the, the issue is they normally trick feed it you don't know anyway no you can choose so you can choose oh. if you want an annuity or you have it as a Lump sum. There's a lot. The lump sum's less than the annuity. There's a lottery game I play. Win ten grand a month for the next thirty. Yeah, years. so that's what I would. So that's what I would do with you yeah. guys if I won the lottery. Thank so you, OJ. You'd get X amount of money. Is that because for the you rest don't of your trust life. us? Yes. Yeah, it's fair. What, what do you mean you don't trust us? Because you would be dead within a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I give you yeah, five million, collision. you'd go. You'd be like those lottery winners, and you'd go bankrupt. If I give you 10 grand a month... I'd have a helicopter out. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you you just find choppers like, just, over the town. George like, would have some fucking head. massive airsoft fucking <laughs> location, right? And then he'll he be like bankrupt by the age, age of 35. Tell you what, why don't we get a Huey helicopter, right? You fly it, I'll have an M60 airsoft going on the side and we'll just spray. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> so I'm like, no, you'll get, you'll get X amount yeah. a month, which means that you could work a job... And have this extra money, or you see that can't work in a job and give him free money. <laughs> well, exactly, or <laughs> no chance. Or, <laughs> yeah, or you didn't have to work, yeah. and then what you could do with that money is invest in it or do something that yeah. was going to make you more money. Build a bigger nest. Yeah, instead of having a massive nest and just spunking it all. A hive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> the whole house. Each each nest would have a ladder into another nest. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's by the by. So I was talking about satisfaction, yeah. So that's the problem with, with money is that uh, it's a satisfaction dilemma. Getting what you want is satisfying for a minute. The dopamine hit. Yeah. Um, but to be further satisfied, you need more. Um, and the guy was saying, this is actually on a Wired uh, YouTube video. It was like, what you should do is look at all the things you have now uh, and divide it by all the things that you want. Or the other way. All the things you want divided by all the things you have now. Mm-hmm. People shouldn't strive to have all these. This is what I'm saying with being content with your life. Don't strive to have everything. Just be satisfied with what you've got. 
maybe add a little bit to it. Are you satisfied what you've uh OJ? <laughs> Uh, God damn. Where am I at? <laughs> mm, it's a tough question. I'd like, a, I'd like a, you my buy, own place. You buy a lot of designer gear. Why don't you just? I don't really. I don't. I don't buy really designer just, gear anymore. Look what you're wearing now. Look what we're wearing. <laughs> yeah, I can wear this every time I come in. This Borg T-shirt is a hand-me-down for my dad. I probably spend a little bit more is. on clothes. Oh God. But again, that's a dopamine hitting, isn't it? You're you're yeah. buying it to get that dopamine hit, but like you all know, that high lasts for a day momentarily. Like you're excited for the day for the delivery date. Yeah. Like you buying an airsoft gun. You're excited yeah. for the delivery date. Yeah. When the delivery date comes, you've just bought an MP5, yeah. right? The full metal one. And a, yeah. Right. Yeah. An airsoft and you, weapon. You, and you got it, and you thought, oh yeah, this is brilliant. But it's not. You weren't satisfied. No, I needed that. You ratchet it up again. Yeah. I want another one. And <laughs> my belly has. You've got all. You've got <laughs> all the airsoft gear, gear in the world. Yeah. But no, I want a belt now. Right. Yeah. This is the thing. I bought. A, I bought a back panel the other day and this like little backpack thing. Yeah. And then, but the, this is what I was about. too short for it, and so I had to wear the. Uh, I, I can't use the back panel, <laughs> even though I really wanted it. But I found that if I put the backpack on and then put the chest rig over it. It bulks me up into the size where it's actually comfortable to wear. And uh, special ops. I, I was looking in the mirror thinking, God damn, this is wicked. And I played like four company here as much as I were in it. I'm excited to use my gun now. I've got yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when my holster comes and I fucking went that, bought that you back in those combat trousers off eBay, I spent the whole day in them. Just... How much how much are you financially invest into Airsoft now? How many times have we been? About three or oh, four? mate, he's going to be deep in. He's deep. <laughs> I've spent a lot. We've been he's four thousands. times. We've been he's, four times. He's thousands of pounds deep. So I bought a chess rig from one Tigress. It was shit Amazon thing and I wasn't happy. So I bought another thing that was Molly compatible. It was 40 quid, but it was cheap Chinese shit. So I bought Warrior Assault Systems chess rig. Then I bought, I wanted the lidded pouches. So I, I spent probably 2,000 pounds. <laughs> On Jesus. the guns and all the drip, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> deep, right? But this is the thing: we're all, we're all. But it makes me happy. We're all guilty of it, yeah. But it's, but it's, it shouldn't really because how long is gonna make you happy for? Yeah, you'll never ever be satisfied. There's always something you're gonna want more. You'll yeah. never get to a point in yeah. airsoft where you're gonna think I'm satisfied. When I've got the cry some... precision gear, then I don't no, know, because but... something else will come out, and you think. Cry precision shirts, four hundred quid. What the fuck yeah, is that? You'll buy that. Spec up. You'll gear. buy that. Yeah. And you still won't be satisfied. I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah, I think I need the Ranger green one and the black yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Something else will come out. Oh, I want that one. Yeah. It's a hobby, isn't it? We're just saying that that's, that's the it, point. That's yeah, a problem with. Yeah, yeah. With boys and their toys, as women say. Yeah, but that's a problem with happiness. Mm. And why money doesn't make you happy because you never, ever get to the point where you're satisfied. Your satisfaction is always elevated to a level. Yeah. yeah. That when you reach. Yeah, you go never, to another level. It's never enough. Yeah. You, you never ever get to the satisfaction satisfaction level and reduce your satisfaction down any lower. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think That's you can, the issue. Do you think you can teach people to do that? It's really hard because our body is hardwired for dopamine hits that we get from buying this shit. <laughs> yeah yeah why but, but then but again you... like when i look up at my stormtrooper helmet i think god damn that's fucking wicked yeah but you wish you had another one i wish i had the boba yeah, fett one exactly i was looking at the exactly. one, i want a boba fett one i want the boca tan one i want fucking exactly. the mandalorian one it can be a source of 
I'm not saying that is a source of unhappiness, but it can be because you think I'm always chasing. I want that. I buy one Boba Fett six-inch action Same. figure, then I buy Cats and Rex one. And I get Same with romantic relationships. You get the dopamine hit when you get a relationship. Yeah. But then your expectations more. Yeah. You're in a relationship for six months. Yeah. Where's my next dopamine hit? Yeah. Anal. <laughs> where, where, do you know what I mean? Where, where's my next? And that's why also yeah. relationships don't necessarily make you happy. Beca- they because, become because a job in it. Well, not a job, but they become something that you actually have to like train for. It, it is work in the sense that you have to, okay, now the drug's worn off. Now what do we want to do? Do we want to go our separate ways or do we want to start a family and become a cohesive unit? And I think you can derive happiness from that, but I think that people get so caught up in the dopamine hit originally, and this is what that uh, Lex Freeman podcast was talking about, is that it's purely emotional. So would you sign a 50-year contract on emotion? Is what she was saying. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Exactly, it's yeah. ridiculous. But like people get into relationships. And we spoke, we spoke about it so much. People get into relationships with people they have nothing in common with and then wonder why they're unhappy three months in. And then they stay together because they're worried then yeah. about the negative dopamine hit, about being lonely. Exactly. Work. You don't want to fall down the satisfaction yeah, level. But it's fine being lonely. <laughs> but people, and it's really difficult to do. Yeah, but people hard, need yeah. to find the fact that they need to be get, find a satisfaction level they don't necessarily need to keep them ratcheting it up to always wanting the next level airsoft why don't you just be happy with the guns you've got the gear you've got why do you need the cry precision gear I don't need the cry precision gear if you had the money you would buy it I'm happy with the British army surplus so I'm British (laughs) bulldog I'm a bulldog I'm a little do people people need to find a level where they're happier on their own as well yeah. If you rely on other people to be happy, is that a problem? This fucker here tells you this all the time. Yeah, I know. But I so never think I never think it's right to rely on someone else for your happiness. Of social social socialising. We are social creatures, yeah. <laughs> Basically in a non dyslexic <laughs> manner. Jesus. Bricklayer. <laughs> uh, but but do you like I was saying though, but like we were saying earlier, it's, having a strong if you're in an intimate relationship, having a strong quality relationship is going to be make you happy. I'm not saying that it doesn't, mm. but it, ha- it has to be a strong quality relationship, a high quality relationship. But if it's not, when I take my child home on a Sunday after I've dropped off him in the car, I'm like just driving, like what the fuck do I do now? You know what I mean? The world seems so quiet and strange. You socialise on my own. Well, I do. So I come see you two fucking idiots. <laughs> This is you a good thing. Yeah, it's grand. But like, if I didn't <laughs> see you, I'd be sat here like, this is fucking so lonely. Listening to After Dark. Yeah, but you have a uh, girlfriend. Yeah, I know, but like, I probably wouldn't go back to her house. I'd just be sat here like... Or you just phone, just call her. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not the same, mate, this as human why interaction. You, me and OG always try to encourage you into playing games because it's like a social thing. Oh, yeah, I know. Because you can be, although this fucker the other day, I, we started playing Howl at least. Look, you right? would crease at this game, mate. You would fucking howl. Yeah, you, you would <laughs> yeah. You'd be dangerous on it. Yeah. So, so everybody like takes it uh, really. Friendly fire? No. Yeah, 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 yeah you fire. can friendly fire, yeah. Yes, I like it. it all, it's, the crux of it is about communication, okay? <laughs> right. So you're in a squad of six people, and then you can talk to your whole squad, and then the officer talks to the rest of the officers and the commander. Let me set the scene, hold on. <laughs> you can, you press a button. Yes. on your keyboard and you can speak to your squad or you press another button where you can speak to the rest of your whole like team this is the people in your vicinity yeah the people that yeah. are at proximity chat yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. 
So I'm there, like, you know, you've given me the devil's button now. And I'm just fucking chatting, like, just yeah, chatting like, was fucking, to people. So really, and these people are, like, taking it seriously, like, can you do this? Oh, do that. Uh, do that. One guy told me to shut up. <laughs> yeah. So I was just fucking coming up with stupid shit. So we were playing this one match, and I, I was the squad leader. I'm a level 10 squad leader. It took 100 hours to get to I can point. imagine you take it very seriously. I do, right? Yeah, mate, he takes it so seriously. Communicating with everybody. And we had this guy on our team that was... I just kept making fun of him, but he was shit hot at it, and he was good communication. Like, when the game ended, he's like, good squad lead. Oh, <laughs> right? And he's, like, giving people shit. We're in the next match, and he's there uh, giving people shit on the squad. And I was like, I'm going to pretend I don't <laughs> We're know. in a truck, right? <laughs> and I pressed the V to speak to everybody near me. And everybody's in this truck. I'm like, yeah, honk if you're horny. <laughs> people do have banter on it, but they don't. It's, like, nerdy banter. So sometimes when people drive the truck, there's a song called Erica, which is a German uh, World War II song, like a marching song that they would sing. Yeah, so we're marching, and someone made like a hardcore version of it. It's like, doof, doof, doof. and so people play that down the mic whilst we're driving along, <laughs> and people find that funny because they're all nerds. But anyway, what was the other stuff I said? Um, I was, I was like, oh, gone. And I was like, you're driving. Where you fuck? Where the fuck are you taking us? I think, this get, is, I, think I get kicked off most matches. Oh, mate, I'm surprised I didn't get kicked out. I was <laughs> yeah. calling one guy Fatkins. <laughs> yes, uh, no, was that Tommy Atkins who was just calling him Fatkins. <laughs> <laughs> and they ignored it. they ignored him they didn't say anything everyone was just ignoring me and then like later on they, yeah that fat kid just told him shut up <laughs> no I didn't, he didn't show me, he told me to shut up because I was winding people up I was winding trying to wind George does up. that make you yeah. happy OJ yeah I was laughing my head off right <laughs> and uh George would place something down an OP it's called yeah and I was like I said something like oh George Ex, his, his username I was like because they didn't know we were together yeah. I was like where's the fucking OP man put the fucking OP down like just tend to like piss, be pissed off the guy just went shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah mate when I've got the max rank drip on they know that I'm a good squad and, and I'll just fucking give you bullshit you little f- George that makes you happy doesn't it <laughs> it makes me happy yeah it does make me happy so I go, <laughs> go back to what we were originally talking about because I was yeah, quite happy to talk about how like loose phrases I think the thing is with material objects or achieving success, climbing up the hierarchy. I've said it before, and it is a thing that Dr. Ford said on Westworld, and I probably am repeating myself. But you got a tendency to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> you broke a record. Yeah. yeah. But you go, no one's listened to every episode. Start calling you the uh, archaeologist because you're always bringing up the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. You know, I did a job skills no, health no, check. No, go on, to what you said I should be archaeologist, but you don't want to. You don't want the pipe, mate. What? The money's shit. If you get a bull whip and a pistol and a hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh fuck's sake. Anyway, um, all these things are part of the elaborate mating ritual. Okay, so the more money, we spoke about it plenty of times before, yep. the higher the social hierarchy you are, the easier it is for you to obtain a desirable mate. Yep. Okay, Hugh Hefner, old as shit, still banging, you know, 18-year-old supermodels. Money. Okay, but if you... You're not dead. He's gone, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, fine, he was, okay, he was banging him. Yeah. Now, if I said to an 18-year-old now, do you want to go bang that old dude over there? She'd be like, oh, that's disgusting. I see videos uh, um, back in the Vine days 
where it was guys with uh, they'd be stood next to a, a shit car. Yeah, I remember these. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. they would be like, ask a girl out, and, and she'd then they say no. And, and then they go, yeah. Go into Lamborghini. Yeah. She goes, eh, okay. And they're probably fake, but I imagine it probably does happen. So, George, you want to spend loads of money on airsoft equipment to find yourself a mate? No. Just about no, that's not the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> God damn you, are you <laughs> But get to your point. You're waffling around your point. Yeah, I'm being interrupted. And now I've forgotten. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so that's why I think people chase it because, like, yeah, it doesn't make you happy. The, the thing itself doesn't make you happy, but there is the chance that what it will indirectly get you that makes you happy. So, people in well, this well, society no, but it chase do, it money. Doesn't necessarily make you happy. That's the point. No, but you think because in your it, mind, would, it makes you happy for that dopamine hit when you do get the person yeah, you want. Okay, yeah, but so not the, for the long so term. This is it. It's like okay, I want to marry. An airsoft girl. No, no, no. Well, yeah, but no. But think of like uh, a supermodel uh, or something. Say Gal Gadot. Okay. You want to marry Brett Cooper? I don't want to say Brett Cooper, but yeah, obviously want to. Yeah, obviously want to marry Brett Cooper. No, let's say someone like Margot Robbie, Gal Gadot, uh, Kate Upton back in the day. Gal Gadot. Yeah, whatever her name is. Gal Gadot. It sounds like a website. I think her name is Gal Gadot. Kim. I think that's, how you, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you say it. It's an Israeli name. Yeah, she hot. is really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> he's getting, he's panicking. Now, if I went up to her right now, uh, first of all, I would not be able to get anywhere near her because her security would fucking bounce me away. Uh, we've got a kid in combat boots coming up. Okay, but so first of all, I can't even get a meeting with her. Okay, and then how am I going to impress her? She can have anybody she wants in the whole world superstars, rock stars, politicians, billionaires, whatever she wants, she can take it. I say, I get £77 a week from the job centre. <laughs> She's going to say, get away from you fucking incel. Now, I'm going to come away from that and think, hmm, maybe I need to be rich and then I could marry Gal Gadot. And then so maybe that's the motivation I need. So I go on this like hunt, this ever-ending dopamine hit because I think that each little hit along the way is going to be good, but the ultimate high is going to be marrying Gal Gadot in this scenario. And then so I think... For everyone else, as an analogy, everyone's going to chase this thinking, well, if I just have that one better thing, then I can get this other better thing. And it's kind of like you're just running across a hill trying to grab everything that you can. And then you get to the end of it, and the only thing that's at the end is dying. Yeah, well, you get to the end so of it, you're never you, get, gonna be happy. You, get the, you get the girl, and it's like... It's a chase on forever. And then you're like, oh, what's the next dopamine hit? Yeah. But you keep on elevating your satisfaction yeah, yeah, yeah. to a, something that's unattainable because you, chase, you can never reach you're it. chasing that high. And she might be have a beautiful face, but, oh, God, she might have a fanny like a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, then you put off and then you've got to find someone else. Your beef sandwich. Yeah. And I think it's a certain reason why when you get to your, like, your 50s that a lot of people tend to be... So the, there's a graph of happiness... And it goes down and down and down until you reach 50. Yeah. And then it goes up, 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 up. And this is for most cultures, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason is when you get to the age of 50 yeah. or that you get older, you tend to don't care about these things. You, you're no longer trying to elevate your satisfaction and get more. You do get to a point in your life where you're just like, I'm accepting my life for what it is. Yeah. This is me now. I've not got what I wanted. I'm not com- got what anyone else has wanted. But I'm content with how it is. Do you think people live too long now? <sighs> nah. 
you think this is part of the issue? Like, if they said you, if, if we were going to die at fifty, which was like the average life expectancy not that long ago, we would be over halfway through our life, and then you, you'd be, and you'd be the bottom of your, you'd be depressed, wouldn't you? Because you'd be bottom of your happiness. Yeah, but I think that if I'd have known, instead of thinking I'm going to be alive till I'm eighty, or like you often say, oh, we're going to work for the rest of our life, you know, you're going to grind this out, they're going to, oh, there probably won't be a pension. You, you'd be doing life a bit differently, <clears throat> that's for sure. Yeah, you'd have a bit more impetus about it because you think. Fuck, okay, I'm 18. I've not got that long left. I need to really settle down. And then you probably would, instead of thinking, oh, I want to take all the time in the world or oh, my time is precious, so I want to not talk to my mum in the morning. <laughs> you might think, okay, life's short, uh, but life is really short. Uh, my expectations are lower. And then so if you couple that with... A longer life expectancy with the outrageous material society that we live in, which, yes, is a product of capitalism. I will succeed that point. But there's now there's so much shit to buy. So you've got to earn more money. Because now you want a iPad mini. And, like, we didn't want to just have a basic-ass microphone. We want the pod mics. So this is my you other point. I mean? This is another TED Talk. This is another really popular one. Was talking about the fighting the, over his points. The problem, <laughs> Sorry. another issue, not an issue, but a part of the issue is that we have so much choice yeah. now, that and so much freedom, that people who tend to have more choice and freedom are actually unhappier than people who are just provided a path. Yeah, because mm. you never know what to choose. There's something called synthetic happiness. Ooh which is like your own psychological immune system, mm. where if you are put in a position and you've got nothing else, you can't change that position, your body automatically gets happier or is happier with that. It, it sees that situation as the best possible situation. So, for example, there's an experiment done where there are four paintings and the participants were asked to rate the paintings from least things they least liked to things they most liked. Mm-hmm. And then they were provided one of the paintings and then asked to re-rate the paintings. And after re-rating them, the, the paintings that they got given were the ones that they then rated higher than yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then they did that with people who suffered from amnesia. Mm-hmm. So they, they didn't have any recollection of their previous choice. But still the same thing. They still, still rated rate. the ones that they got given the highest, even though they can't remember it. Yeah. Which shows you your, your body automatically as a response provides happiness to a certain to the to the thing they're provided, and then further on, like I did a further experiment with students on I think I don't know, this is not exactly verbatim, but something like they were asked to take pictures of their favourite things, something like that, and then they were provided one of the pictures. Mm-hmm. One group were provided a picture and said, look, you can't change it. Once you've made that choice, you have to keep that picture. You can't change it. The second group were given the picture and said, look, after four weeks, if you want to change your mind and reverse your decision and choose something else, <clears throat> like that's fine. It's pretty horrible being told this is it, like this is your one and only choice. Well, the people who were most unhappiest with their choices were the ones who had the chance to change their mind. Oh, really? And the people who couldn't change their mind were the happiest. Because you come to terms. Because your psychological immune system, yeah. synthetic happiness, you know that's the only choice you've got. And yeah. therefore, There's no mental argument. 
No. It's no storm. So I think in part of today's society, and this is why some people, when some people say, well, look at some of these poor countries, they're like the happiest people ever. And it's like, but they don't know the choice. Mm-hmm. They don't know, they know that their life is set out <clears throat> and that they can't go to university or they can't go and earn more money and they can't do this, they can't do that. They give, their life is almost set for them. Yeah, grateful for what you've got. And yeah, exactly. They've got gratitude and then their synthetic happiness. Do you think our happy. lives should be set out for us? Like, but this, I think this part, is the job you're going to work. Part of the issue nowadays is that we have so much choice and we have so much freedom that actually that's what makes people unhappy. Yeah. Because you, you know yeah, there's, 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 yeah, there's a, load, a lot of whiffs. Like, George, I think you were saying a while ago talking about jobs, how you've made it hard for yourself. Mm. But you're only like that because you have a choice. You had a choice yeah. of, what, of what path to go down. Yeah. You weren't just told, this is your life now, this is what will happen. Yeah. It's like when you... I often have these dreams. So, I guess they're like people call anxiety dreams. Sorry. Where uh, I'm in like a supermarket and the, the aisles are like endless and I'm trying to find one thing and I can't find it. Or there's something like three for two and I can find two and I need to find the third thing. <laughs> right? And I'm walking up and down all these aisles, I just can't find anything. Whereas if you just, I know that's a dream, but um, if I open the, f- the fridge door and there's only a bottle of soda water and I'm just going to drink a bottle of soda water. But then you go to like a meal deal place or you go to a new restaurant with a menu, massive menu, and you look at it for ages, don't you? And you think, God, what am I you struggle to choose, yeah. It's like I always look at the Chinese menu every time I get Chinese, even though I do the same thing every time. And I'm looking at all these endless possibilities, and I see what's with safe, what is safe. But yeah, I think there's too much choice. I think the people who ask less questions are probably happier as well. So I overthink things, and so that makes me unhappy. Because instead of just being like, okay, I'll do that, it's like, I need to think of all the possibilities. Yeah, but you didn't have those other, if those opportunities were never, all those possibilities could never happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh, if something was going to go wrong, yeah, and that was the only thing possibility, you'd probably come to terms with it. Yeah. It's going to go wrong. So if if there was no internet and we wanted to get into Airsoft, we would have to go to the one local Airsoft shop and the whole Airsoft world would for us, would exist within that one shop. Whereas now, I can go on all these websites, I can watch YouTube videos from people all over the world and do hours of research before I buy something. And then you kind of think, by the end of it, it's not really your own choice anymore. It's not an original idea you've had, it's because you've seen it somewhere else. It's not everything, isn't it? Yeah, every, exactly. Everything, every aspect of life. I think it's time just to pass the baton over to AI. <laughs> I think humans we're we're deeply flawed individuals. Uh, yeah. Just as a species, we think that we're so elevated, but we're not. We're no different from animals. Mm. We just add extra steps to everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we complicate yeah. things, mate. There's no straight decision ever, is there? There's too many variables. Yeah. Like I watched a video the other day of uh, David Attenborough. That uh, non-climate change denier. And he said he was of this caterpillar. And in England, that they've, re- they've reintroduced it, basically. He's named Colin. <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so what this caterpillar does... That's the only book you read. Yeah, <laughs> Colin Caterpillar's a fucking cake, you moron. He doesn't even know how it ends. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, what this caterpillar does... 
I'll, I'll think of the Hunker Caterpillar. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. think of the Max Spencer's thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but he hasn't seen the end of Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. Really. <laughs> He's not hungry in the end. I can't even spell Caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> you should know. They're on diggers, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this uh, this Caterpillar, it, it, it sucks up air, right? And it gets bigger. And then it lets out this noise that attracts ants. And it lets off this pheromones, and it makes it makes the same noise as the queen ant makes, and the ants carry it into the colony. That's mad. Okay, and then the caterpillar's there, and it just starts eating all the eggs, <laughs> right? Because he's very hungry. Trojan horse. Yeah. They're proper. Yeah, and they just accept it, and then after a while, it's eating loads, and it's grown huge. As it's eating them, they're not attacking it, though, thinking, No, because fuck. it's still... They, they think, think it's the queen ant. Yeah. They're still making the noise. Because they're not Googling things. On the, the They're not going on the Daily Wire seeing the, the ant Brett Cooper saying that it's an <laughs> imposter. The pheromones. You know I mean? yeah. there's, there's no one talking about get, get, get those guys out. It's time to vote out those people in a referendum. There's none of that shit. They just carry about their day, even though all their babies are being eaten. And then they fucking... <laughs> then it, then it turns into a butterfly and it flies out and it's this beautiful blue butterfly. And you think, wow, that is so impressive. That is so clever. But the reality is it's like, no, that's fucking simple. <laughs> For that caterpillar, it has one directive. Suck in some air, blow it out, in, make the right noise, eat something. But it doesn't even know it's making the right noise. Yeah, mate. exactly. It just <laughs> it's only got one noise it can make. The ants, they're like, this is fine, even though all our babies are going missing. There's not petitions. There's nobody climb. There's no father ant climbing the top of the colony asking for father's rights because all the kids are going missing. <laughs> there's none of that shit, okay? They just accept it. And then the, the butterfly goes out and either does what it does or it dies. They're hardwired, mate. Yeah, and then they go and get high on pollen. And you think, fucking hell, like, we keep thinking these animals are so smart, but they're so simple because they have less choices. If that happens to the ants once, do you think they'd do it again? Or do you think they'd learn? Well, their colony's being wiped out because all oh, the other babies have been here. <laughs> that's it, then. But they don't care. They just but don't. But they, they act on instinct, don't they? They don't learn. They can't pass the information onto the colonies, can they? No, they yeah, there's no... But, Google. They can't. They can't. That's, that's why human. That's what I know. You what you're saying, but that's what humans sets humans apart. Mm. Like other humans can explain stories to other, can communicate. <laughs> yeah. Say, look, that fucking big green thing over there that smells like the queen ant. Right, <laughs> just get it in here. Uh, last time on Colony XOW over there, <laughs> they all had their babies eaten. Right, yeah. so let's just not make the same mistake. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, oh, Bob! What are you running yeah. over there, man? That's the that's the cabinet that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the over. Twenty one nineteen. Twenty one nineteen. Here we go again. I'm freaking out. Well, there's a little Atlanta tin full hats, and it's, it's just not yeah. happening. They've not got little George ants going. <laughs> oh fuck! I hope I'm don't. This pheromone is not the <laughs> yeah. caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, I'm desperate for that to happen. <laughs> You've got a few Lewises in there, like, oh, what will be, life will be, will be, mate. Like, yeah, let's just go but, over. But, 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 yeah. You'll be the fucking carrying it in. Yeah. You've got the all these ants mate. just, like, not talking to each other in that way. Just like, yeah, we're just going by instinct. Yeah. Or one of them knows, but he doesn't want to talk to the fellow ants in the tunnel. Can't ants <laughs> can't, listen to They've podcast. got eyes. Can't they see it's a fucking caterpillar? It looks a bit sus, yeah, bro. The, the yeah, but they don't—they don't, they don't see, see like how that. we do, and they don't interpret things how we do. <laughs> no, this, this and they're not self-aware either. They don't have—not uh, they don't have names. They don't have backstories or lives. But, or, <laughs> but, but actually, really deep down, we are like the ants. Yeah, because subconsciously, the, yeah, 
We do act on instinct. Yeah, but we just add a layer of complexity to it, which yeah. is what I'm saying. It's like we are We're animals. cognizant of it. So <laughs> when it goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it being self aware. And as Ruskell said, it's a tragic misstep in human evolution. Interesting. We'd be better if we were uh, not self-aware and that we should just walk hand in hand into extinction. Very interesting. You really That's should watch beautiful. season one of Truly Detective Me. It's fucking yeah. wicked. On that note, I think we should bring it to a close. Everyone listen to Pursuit of Happiness for Kikudi. <laughs> <laughs> inspiring tune uh, that's the song of the uh, podcast uh, no. <laughs> no we've not done it for 43 episodes but we'll bring it back <laughs> just to conclude has any of that experimentation or discussion made you think about what the key to happiness is no I'm still miserable tomorrow yeah morning. I'm going to kill myself <laughs> <laughs> How, I think, are you going to take it's what you make of it, isn't are you it? Gonna be, are you going to invest more in your relationships? I would certainly say just be happy with what you've got. That's a really <laughs> yeah. important thing. Do you see everything you've said just gliding over his head? <laughs> I'm already on Abbey for thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. That's going on a t-shirt. Right, on that note, we'll call it a day. See you later, guys. See you later, guys.